Hey ladies and gentlemen, I just want to let you know a quick heads up. This podcast was unfinished, but Alan and I decided to just put it out there and let you enjoy it for what it is, as it was supposed to be a review about the 2019 reboot of Hellboy. So hopefully you guys enjoy and don't try to stick around. If it cuts off, we weren't able to finish it. We had things to do. We do apologize, and we'll catch you on Monday with a new podcast surrounded around Battle Angel Alita. Thank you for listening. Bye. This is the Entertainment Beyond Podcast with your host, Jensen Dean Jackson and Alan Weinstein, bringing you all things relevant in pop culture and entertainment. We will be with you weekly, at least, talking about movies, politics, music, and all things in between. So check us out. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station. Yeah, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. How's it going? It's going all right. How about yourself? Oh, just waking up from a little nap. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a Monday edition of Entertainment Beyond. As always, I'm one of your co-hosts, Jensen, the beautiful Majestic Jackson, joined by the maestro <laughs> of mayhem, the miser <laughs> of mitigated bongs, the... <laughs> badass of beating down a loaded bong my co-host alan weinstein alan the motherfucking monster weinstein <laughs> and today that introduction? yeah you know a little uh hype up introduction everybody um, needs a hype man yeah building up <laughs> just building up the uh nicknames ridiculousness that's right uh, today, ladies and gentlemen, um, we are going to discuss the, I guess it's a reboot, the 2019 reboot of Hellboy. And oh boy, this movie. <laughs> uh, you know, Alan, the whole time I was watching this movie, all it made me want to do was put in the Ron Perlman version. I don't know about you. No, I can agree with that, too. I mean, from the first time he came on the screen, I thought... Well, that's not Ron Perlman, which I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be, but I mean, it's like that's not even better than Ron Perlman. I mean, you know, the way I see it is if you're going to try to reboot something, try to do it better, not worse. I mean, it immediately the first time I saw he came on the screen, I thought this already has a lower budget than the Ron Perlman movie. At least that's how it felt. I mean, his his Hellboy's costume, makeup, appearance felt very low budget to me, especially in comparison to Ron Perlman. Not all of the effects in the movie felt that way. I, I mean, it clearly, it, it seemed to me it was clear where they spent their money because um, some of the effects came off kind of cool. Um, some of the stunts and explosions and those kind of things, but I thought the makeup on him was terrible, and it definitely made me yearn for Ron Perlman, which is interesting because you know, Ron Perlman is kind of what he is i mean he's you know he's not the greatest actor in the world it's not like i'm the hugest ron perlman fan but that's how bad it came off the you know in my opinion that it made me want ron perlman yeah i can totally agree with that i feel like there were a few 
places where they actually spent some real money on CGI, like the whole opening, the fight in Mexico with the man bat, like that was that was crazy as shit. Uh, some of the shots in the giant fight were pretty damn impressive, but then the rest of the movie just really struggled to, I don't know what if they were spending Monopoly money on this CGI, but whatever they we're doing it. It just and the thing about this movie that I noticed throughout the two hours and almost thirty minutes of its runtime is that it had no heart, and it seems like they can copy the heart that the two Ron Perlman movies had. So they supplemented it with R-rated violence, lots of swearing, unnecessary, a very a lot of unnecessary violence. I mean, the first two Hellboys were violent, but those were. I feel like necessary. There's a lot of shit in this remake or reboot just felt unnecessary. You know, it felt like it was trying to be two different movies, too many different movies at once. It felt like it was trying to be a horror, comedy, drama. Like it really uh, succeeded the most in the horror. You know, some of those scenes, like the one with the uh, Baba Yaga, holy fuck, dude, like that. If I was a little bit younger, that would have gave me nightmares for years to come. But the movie, I just, I kept feeling throughout the movie like this is way worse than the Ron Perlman movie. And the funny thing about, I don't know about you, but anytime I hear a remake is being made of a movie that's beloved for the past, I always want to give it a chance because you never know. But with this one, I was out the door from the jump, you know, and this movie failed so terribly, I bet you. They're like, you know, why didn't we just make another Ron Perlman one? Like, I, I don't really understand fully why they had to make this reboot to begin with. Yeah, I'm not sure either. And, I, you know, I don't I, I'd have to watch the first Ron Perlman Hellboy again. But I think that they changed the whole intro story, too. I don't know why they had to tie it all into King Arthur and the and the Excalibur sword. I thought that was I, I didn't care for that twist on the Hellboy legend, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, Hellboy is a comic book character. And again, I'm not super familiar with, you know, the source material. Can you hear me now? I can. Can you hear me? Yep. Sorry, the app went black when I tried to click in the last time, and then my phone shut off before I had a chance to reboot it, so it rebooted on its own. I don't know what's going on. I think I need a new phone. I think my phone is kind of fucked, so I apologize, people and listeners, for my uh, technical mishaps, and uh, bear with me as best you can. Yep, it's all Alan's fault. That's correct. It, it probably is. I'm sure it is. So as I was saying, um, I like David Harbour, the guy that plays Hellboy, but he left me short. And I don't know, again, if it was the script. I don't know what it was, but it, he, his performance fell short for me. And I was very disappointed in the end because I thought that it, it appears that they found, they came across the fish guy who I assume is Abe Sapien, which would appear that they're leading into maybe doing another one, which I sure hope they don't. <laughs> I mean, maybe it did bad enough at the theater that they're going to decide to not do a second one, but it felt like they were leading into doing a second one with with Abe Sapien um so I don't know uh, you know I there were some of the some of the CGI stuff was cool I thought the fight with the Giants was cool um the fight with the man bat was cool I have some issues with special effects in general like I I, I in like um 
the chilling uh, adventures of Sabrina or whatever it's called. They do the, they do these things sometimes where I think it's much more ominous where you don't actually see the creature. And I was much more when they were talking about the giants in, you know, in uh, Hellboy and that we're going to go fight them, the, the, the leading up to the giants and, and having them in my head was much more, it came across as less corny than I thought it did on the screen. I, I feel like a lot of times demons, um, you know, giants, uh, I, whatever the character is or whatever the, it comes across corny when you actually see them a lot of times. And I felt that several times with the characters in Hellboy. Um, not that some of them weren't scary, but I think a lot of times I find myself much more scared either when you don't see it, when you just hear the voice of the creature or you just hear its movements or whatever, or leading up to generally before. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes it is as, as scary, but rarely I, I find myself often disappointed with the actual final visual product on a lot of those things. Yeah, I, I feel like um, a lot of the VFX on uh, this movie weren't finished and it, it you will be um, pleased to know that the movie did terribly, performed terribly in theaters and it was savaged by reviews for some of the things that I complained about uh, basing violence over storytelling or supplementing storytelling for violence. Uh, I don't think this movie is going to get a sequel and I'm happy about that. As you know, my thing is if they want to do a sequel, you get Ron Perlman back, you get Guillermo del Toro back, you do that. You finish out the trilogy. Yeah. None of this, uh, you, I, in my personal opinion, you're never going to do better than those movies. And I know so many people, not even comic book fans so much, people who just love the Hellboy character. Like, it's beyond me why you would reboot this, you know. I, I believe to this day, Ron Perlman still spends all the time to get up into the Hellboy makeup to go to, you know, hospitals and visit children in the cancer ward for charity events. He's, this guy dresses us how much he loves the character. I, I don't see that uh, with David Harbour or, or any of the people that were involved in this movie. You know, just, man, a two-hour fucking movie. And, and one of the worst parts about it is, I don't know if you saw the trailers, but Mila Yojovich Mila is plastered all across the trailers. I, I like her as an actress. She may be limited, but she knows, she plays to her strengths. I like her as an actress. She, she was the best nothing. part of the movie. Oh, really? Because I thought she had nothing to do in this movie. Well, she I mean, she was on the screen very little, which I thought was very disappointing. But what little bit of screen time I thought she had in the beginning, I thought she was the best. Well, the, the little bit of screen time she had, I thought she was the best part of the movie. I mean, she was the only part that I she was the only actor or actress I thought that brought any kind of, you know, life to the role. And, and I was very disappointed with the fact that I think she was on screen for all of 10 or 15 minutes. If you put all of her stuff together, I mean, I, I thought they missed that. I mean, I thought her witch was kind of a cool character i mean I, I, they should have done more with the vivian nimway character because i think that she was the, the best part of that movie i actually enjoyed the girl that could talk to uh ghosts yeah yeah i mean she was okay there she were a couple <laughs> there were a couple little shiny spots you know there were a couple spots that were okay um uh, but overall it definitely uh it failed in I was gonna say, you know, I can you I, hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, can you? Did you say you could hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. 
I was going to say, yeah, like, I mean, there's no need to reboot something that's already been done successfully. I'm not opposed to other actors playing characters because it's been successful. There's been some good Batman, some bad Batman, some good Superman, some uh, bad Superman. You know, you can go down the line with characters that have been played by different actors. And some of them have been good. Some of them have been bad. Um, but I don't, you know, it, it didn't seem to me that you needed a reboot and especially not a worse reboot. I mean, I guess nobody goes into doing something or comes out of it thinking, oh, this is a piece of shit. But you would think that, I mean, if you're going to reboot something, you got to do it better. And they didn't. And I think they failed miserably. And I can't imagine that we're the, I'm, obviously we're not the only ones. It didn't do well in the theater. It got panned by critics. And I can't imagine that in post-production or even in the, in the making of the film that they thought that this was going to be a successful endeavor when it was done. I imagine this might end up on the, how did this get made? Maybe it's not quite that bad, but it, it would be one that I could recommend to them. <laughs> Um, they, uh, they're actually coming to Portland in September. I'm considering going, oh. like, highly concerned. They were already in Los Angeles. I think their last show was in a, somewhere in L.A. Oh, nice. Interesting. But, uh, no, I, uh, I was reading all the things, the behind-the-scenes shit, you know. The, uh, there was a producer on the movie who felt like it was their job to police and harass uh, the director, David Latich on the set. Um, I know there were reports of uh, David Harbour being kind of a prick and forcing rewrites for the character. There are a lot, uh, a lot of uh, cooks in the kitchen. And the, I, I believe the whole point of a director's job is to fucking direct. And that's why they're hired to be a director because they have the vision for the job, you know? Otherwise, you wouldn't hire them. So with that being said, there just there were so many fucking issues with this movie, and I know it got pulled apart at the uh, the box office. I actually had a coworker, ex coworker, who really liked it. When he told me seeing it inside, I told him, I said, "Yeah, I heard that that movie was terrible," and he said, "No, it was this, it was that." And so I was thinking about it when uh, I was thinking about what he said when I was watching the movie, and I'm just thinking like maybe he just doesn't know a good movie from any movie can have violence in that. I mean. For fuck's sake, all the John Wick movies have excessive violence in them, but I feel like there is a need for that violence. That violence is part of pushing the story forward versus this Hellboy movie. It's just violence and blood and guts for the sake of violence and blood and guts because your story fucking sucks. I think that's true. I think when the story is limited and there isn't much to it, they tend to rely on violence and shock and awe, and that's definitely what this movie tried to do for sure but i think it fell short i mean i don't even think it was it wasn't good gratuitous violence you know i, I i'm not necessarily big on on violence or gratuitous violence but you know when it's done uh kill bill style or reservoir dog style and i know that that's both quentin tarantino films uh, and i'm a big fan but you know if it's done well i'm okay with it but this wasn't even good gratuitous violence i mean it wasn't done in a way that was like shocking it was just in a way that was like that's too much i mean that's it's not even you know it's not it, it wasn't fun to watch yeah you know, i mean it, there are, there are certain times that they do violence. There are certain directors and certain ways that they, they produce violence that is is super gory and hyper, um, you know, hyper uh, whatever. I can do the word skipping my, um, but, you know, and, and but it's still entertaining, you know, and I can enjoy it for what it is, whereas this is not, this was not that at all. No, I'd say the best use of the violence came when, uh, 
at the end of the movie when he picked up King Arthur's sword and all those demons start coming up out of the ground and you see all that shit. That was truly something terrible. Maybe I'd read the Bible too much as a child and, you know, fears right. of shit like that. But that was the most impressive. You know, the scene where, uh, well, first of all, I saw I saw the double cross coming when he went to England to hunt the trolls as soon as that smarmy old British white dude showed up. I knew they were going to stab him in the back, you know, um, metaphorically speaking and, you know, literally speaking. I just, every time, I, every second in this movie, I just wanted to watch Ron Perlman version. And because I got the uh, Amazon TV, I actually, the first file I ended up clicking on was actually the first Ron Perlman Hellboy. And so I'm sitting there for the first couple minutes watching it. I'm like, why does it seem, I'm like, wow, they, they pretty much just ripped <laughs> they off. They just the, duplicated this, it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the, the dad from the original version is talking like, oh shit, this isn't fucking 2019 one. <laughs> But as soon as I started the 2019 one, I'm like, I probably should have just stayed with the other <laughs> one I was watching. Yeah, I could have gone back to it and watched it, watched it afterwards to cleanse your palate. Yeah, and then I could have just coasted off of your knowledge and pretended like I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I, there are, it's not, you know, it's not um, Adventures of Pluto Nash. It's not Leonard Part 6. It's not 10,000 BC. It's not John Carter. It's not the worst movies I've... It's not one of the worst movies. Hey, what you got against John Carter? That movie wasn't that bad. (laughs) No, you're right. It wasn't that bad. It's not as bad as the other three that I mentioned, that's for sure. I haven't Um, seen the other three you've mentioned. Uh, I think I saw, like, a part of Pluto Nash. Yeah, don't. Leonard Part 6 is the one where Bill Cosby plays the... the, uh, the agent and the, the, the superhero type agent and he's, he throws beef patties at people. That sounds really fucking weird. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Um, so, I mean, you know, no, it's not that bad. I mean, you know, there were, like I said, there were a couple parts where I enjoyed it, but I watched it with my son and my wife and about 20 minutes into it, we all looked at each other and said, wow, this is really terrible so far. I mean, we made it through, you know, I mean, it was, it, it was definitely, I, I mean, if I had been alone, I may have turned it off. Well, I wouldn't have turned it off because we were going to cast about it. But if we weren't going to cast about it, I may have turned it off because I was so kind of just disappointed in the beginning of, in the first, you know, 20 minutes to a half hour of it. I was like, this is really bad. I mean, it picked up a little bit of steam towards the end. Um, but again, even the final scene or not the final scene, but the scene where you're talking about where you pulled the sword. I just don't care for the whole entanglement of the King Arthur sword in the stone. And he's really Arthur's descendant. It's like, come on i mean i just it's i don't know i'm a little confused and maybe i was just a little too stoned but what i don't understand that so arthur's wife went to hell to have sex the devil or i yeah i wasn't quite sure i thought that the storyline was hard to follow i thought they kind of mismatched up a little bit i didn't think it was clear i mean again that we were probably both really stoned but i i didn't quite follow it either yeah somehow it appears that yeah arthur's great grandfather's wife or I don't know went down to hell yeah and had sex with somebody and they came back with a some sort of half demon or demon DNA and now it's <laughs> somehow Hellboy is Arthur's descendant I mean it just it's too it's too convoluted it it, Hellboy's already a bizarre character to begin with that's fictional and hard to kind of relate to a rapture I mean you have to have a lot of 
willing suspension of disbelief and, and Hellboy to begin with. And then they do that to try to turn it on its head and give it a different twist. And it just doesn't, it makes it too convoluted and too weird. I mean, it just, those two things shouldn't intertwine. And I'm not sure I understand why they felt that was necessary, nor did I think it was a clear storyline. I mean, I, like you said, I mean, it was hard to follow. It was, it was convoluted. It wasn't clear. And I think it was unnecessary. Yeah. It was a, uh, just very confusing. Very. Uh, I think I kind of had mentally checked out by that point, and it seemed like it was the end of the movie. We're getting close, and it just was trying to make it through for the right. cast. It just uh, from the minute it started, and I mean, I just from the moment that I read that David Harbor was going to be Hellboy, I was already just very much no, thank you, please no. Are you not a David Harbor fan? You. I I just like the Ron Perlman version. I yeah, feel yeah. like. They tried to get that movie off the ground for so long that it just didn't make any sense. Like, they knew that the fans wanted to see a third one. Like, I, I just don't understand. So when I read that news, I'm like, well, there's nothing I can do about it because I'm not a powerful executive that can, you know, like, right. I don't know, not saying, but just saying, like, try to force someone into performing a sexual favor or to gain a role. <laughs> I don't have that kind of power, so I can't do anything not that I would do that, but I'm just saying I'm not in a position of power like that. So I just kind of had to accept David Harbour. But I just wasn't, it wasn't ever going to be something like was the last remake. Like, I didn't find uh, Jackie Earl Haley's remake of Nightmare on Elm Street too bad. I thought that it ripped off a lot of what came before it, and it wasn't original. It was, you know, kind of more like the greatest hits of Freddy's Kills. But it's still a better remake than Hellboy. Same thing with the Hall of the the uh, Friday the Thirteenth remake. Like those are pretty decent examples of how to do a remake. I feel like. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yes. All I'm right. Looking. Yeah. Okay. So you were saying that uh, Jackie Earl Haley's portrayal of. Uh... Yeah, I just uh, I don't. This movie basically just boiling down to this wasn't a good remake and I don't understand why they had to go this route, you know? Um, I don't know. I the agree. movie's There's... just frustrated. It's just a frustrating thing because it had such a simple formula. Like why change something if it's working for you? It doesn't make sense. I could see if, uh, you know, it, it makes sense why they had to reboot the Spider-Man franchise. So Sony had fucked it up the ass so badly that they had to like that makes sense. Uh, this total total well, understanding. I mean, not that the Tobey Maguire movies weren't good, but the Tom Holland movies. And I've, I'm coming around. I watched Homecoming a second time. I'm coming around a little bit more to Homecoming. I definitely think that they're a, a little bit of a notch above uh, the Tobey Maguire movies. I mean, I, you know, they, I think that they finally Far From Home is better than Homecoming in my opinion. But I think that they they finally got it closer to what it should be far better than the than the andrew garfield amazing spider-man yeah they were trying to do spider-man as if he was batman in those movies and didn't work right. out because spider-man is batman i just i don't know what they need to do i wonder what the creator of hellboy thinks mike mignola uh i wonder what his opinions are because they did say that the uh the movie was gonna skew cl closer to the source material I've never picked up a Hellboy comic book, but I I, I can't imagine that it that it did, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of tempted to just. Uh, I'm kind of interested to maybe check out some Hellboy comic comic books just to see how you know true it may be to the, or at least doing some digging, you know, into the source material, you know, uh, reading about the source material to determine how accurate or inaccurate it was. I mean, I could probably read some reviews about it that, and probably someone would tell me how accurate it is or isn't because I'm sure yeah. there's plenty of Hellboy comic books. You probably jump anywhere on Reddit and discover. Right. Totally. So, yeah, no, bad flick. Bad, bad flick. Um, but uh, if you're done talking about Hellboy, there were two things that I did want to talk about that are, in my opinion, much better. Um, the first is uh, I wanted to talk about the first season because I think you, I don't know how far you've watched, but I don't know how many people the Badlands, but we talked about um the fact that you liked it and i the first season is really good i mean the show is really good it's obviously three seasons there's three seasons now on netflix it's an amc uh original and i don't know when season four will come on uh you you may or may not be happy to know i finally cut off my live tv and moved into just watching other <laughs> um just because it's it was a, an expense that i wasn't necessarily using oh you're tired um, of paying the cable company yeah, basically. I mean, I was on DirecTV now, which was a streaming version of DirecTV, so I wasn't really like, wasn't like a cable box type situation, but it was still 70 bucks a month for just, you know, about 300 channels, two of, 250 of which I didn't watch. So um, so I've cut that off, and uh, so now I'm, you know, delving into everything that I didn't, I was too busy watching live TV to watch before, and um, although I had been watching it on uh, AMC, I... Um, uh, I uh, wanted to watch it again in anticipation. I went back and watched. Actually, I binge watched all three seasons over about two weeks, just because I like it. I think it's a it's a high quality show. I, I don't know how far you're into it, but um, if you've only finished the first season, uh, no, I started. I started season two. Yeah, no, I mean, I like it. I mean, it, you know, it's got some interesting, there's some flaws with it as there is with anything, you know? I mean, everything that we talk about, there's goods and bads, and, you know, and this has its issues. There are, you know, some of the story's a little unbelievable, but um, for the most part, I think, you know, I think they do a good job. I like Daniel Wu. The Sunny character is a good character. I like the idea of the Barons and the Badlands. It's kind of a, a, a an interesting take on, on post-apocalyptic life. Um, and a time after I mean you see some of the the remnants of buildings from what would be our time I guess or pictures from of Azra and the Wired magazine cover that that is like I guess it must be New York or whatever I mean they never say what it is but um, and, and, and it's clearly been a long 